Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for May 7th, 2018. We have seven games to go through. I think this is going to be a fairly low-scoring slate overall just because we have the pitchers kind of priced into tiers where they just decide, like, hey, Strasburg's the best pitcher on the slate, so he costs 13600 even though that's way more than he should cost for most matchups. And that's kind of just how they've priced all the pitchers for tomorrow is everybody's priced – a fair amount above their baseline performance. So I think that it's going to be really hard to find pitchers that hit value tomorrow. I think it might make sense to just take some punts at pitchers, even though a lot of those guys are shitty. If just one of them goes like five innings, gives up like two runs and gets the win, that could end up being the best value on the slate. So starting with these expensive pitchers, Matt, Dallas Keuchel, Kyle Hendricks, Steven Strasburg, are there, there, is there any reason to roster any of them at their prices? Well, if you have the salary because you're using a cheap offense, I think Strasburg is fine. Like, it's definitely too expensive, um, but the choices just aren't that good. So if there's money left in the lineup, I think it is one of those situations where you can roster him. His ownership might not be that crazy because it's going to be hard for most people to afford him. So I think he's fine, but I definitely wouldn't go out of my way to target him. Um, I definitely wouldn't use Dallas Keuchel. That's a pretty brutal matchup in Oakland. And I think Kyle Hendricks is kind of just fairly priced. So I think most lineups should include Strasburg or Hendricks because you do need probably one expensive pitcher to fill the salary. And it just kind of depends how expensive that pitcher spot should be. So uh, maybe it's Strasburg if it's a really cheap offense and maybe it's Hendricks if it's a moderately priced offense. But I think as a secondary choice, it would be Strasburg or Hendricks with someone who's much cheaper. Yeah, I definitely... For the prices, I prefer Hendricks to Strasburg. It's also a pretty good matchup for Hendricks. He's at home against Miami. Miami is, now I think, 28th in WRC plus against right-handed pitching. So Hendricks, I think, is fairly safe. The pitcher on the other side is uh, Arlene Garcia. So Hendricks should be able to pick up the win tomorrow. So at 9,600, I, I, I wouldn't expect Hendricks to get the 20 or so fantasy points needs to hit value. But I think he is pretty safe for, like, 15 to 18 fantasy points, which could be good enough for this slate. So moving down to the pitchers in the mid-tier, are, are there any guys you think are good targets there? I think everyone's really just overpriced here, um, especially Tyson Ross, who has pretty good numbers this year, but his swinging strike percentage doesn't really support the K rate. Um, Jeff Samarja, I just don't think is good. Um, the reason mainly that we targeted him last time was he was 80, I think he was 8,400 also, and it was a home game against the Padres. This is a road game against the Phillies for the same price, um, so not even close to the same amount of value. I think Samarja is definitely a fade. Uh, and then Fernando Romero is definitely too expensive too. Um, even if Tommy Pham's out, I think that price is too high for him. He's a decent prospect who has made one major league start, and he wasn't even that good in that start. He just happened to not give up runs. I think he did actually give up zero runs for that game, but the strikeout and walk numbers weren't great, and it is still his second career start. Um, so the one guy who's maybe interesting in the mid tier is Michael Fulmer because he has the easiest matchup. Uh, but I don't, I don't like any of these guys for their prices. It, it would just kind of be Fulmer by default. Yeah, I think I could see myself rostering Romero if Fam's out, mostly because I, I, I don't have a ton of faith in Fulmer in Texas either. It's supposed to be humid and close to ninety degrees in Texas, so good hitting environment. Fulmer, I think, is probably the better pitcher than Romero. Uh, I, that 
I, I would guess a lot of people would disagree with that just because Romero didn't give up any runs in his first career start. But Fulmer's overall been pretty solid throughout his entire career. And there's a pretty high floor for Fulmer. He scored at least 14 fantasy points in six of his seven starts this year. Or he's made, uh, what has he made? Six starts, so five of his six starts this year. So the baseline for him is pretty high. I think that he's the guy who's priced closest to what his actual normal performance is. Just the issue is the ballpark and the hitting conditions. Uh, but I, I think that Fulmer's fine to roster at 8,000. Moving into the cheaper pitchers, there's a lot of just garbage, shitty pitchers here. The one who I think makes the most sense, and not because I think he's good or anything, is just John Gant at 4,200 because he's cheap. He's at home. We have the Twins moving to a National League ballpark, so they lose the benefit of designated hitter. Gant should be the favorite to win this game. I didn't actually look at what the line is. Yeah, the Cardinals are favored. Even with okay. uh, even with Pham probably out, and Yadier Molina is out too. I guess we should mention that as a boost for Romero. I don't think it's enough to, to really use much of Romero anyway. But yeah, the Cardinals are favored for this game. It's about minus 140. So... That in itself just kind of speaks to value on Gant's price tag because he's the favorite in this game and he's a 4,200 salary where Romero's 7,700. So, I mean, if we could just get the win bonus out of Gant, it's almost impossible for him to not hit value. And I think that of these cheap guys, Matt Moore, Homer Bailey, John Gant, PJ Conlon, Gant is the least terrible of these pitchers. And if we could just get not negative fantasy points from him, he doesn't just get blown up. I think there's a pretty good chance that he's the best value on the slate from the, from the pitchers. Would you agree with that? Yeah, the only pitcher who's really cheap who I think could be a better pick, even though he's definitely worse, is Matt Moore. Um, Jake Junis had this big boost in his matchup on Sunday because Miguel Cabrera is on the DL and Nick Castellanos is day-to-day. So Cabrera is going to be out for this game. And if Castellanos is out also then Matt Moore is facing arguably the worst offense in baseball. I think the Tigers offense without their two best hitters is the worst offense in baseball. Um, so you have to be pretty, pretty awful to not be worth rostering for 4,800 at home against an offense this bad, uh, like the Tigers offense without Cassianos and Cabrera. So Moore probably has very little upside and he kind of has a decent amount of downside, but the price is just really low. So I think he probably scores in the 10 to 15 point range if that's the situation where the Tigers do have those injuries. Well, I think Castellanos should play tomorrow because he pinch hit today. He was just getting the day off for rest, I think it was. Yeah, I guess that's that. Yeah, that does seem to be true. So uh, probably not that matchup boost for Matt Moore. Yeah. Um, okay, so he didn't start. Castellanos wasn't feeling well. He had uh, like a stomach bug or something, but he did come into the game and pinch hit. So. I'm going to assume that he starts tomorrow. Um, if anything changes, then yeah, I think Matt Moore makes more sense. But or else, I, I prefer, I think Gann is my preferred play of these cheap options. Um, I think that some people might have interest in rostering PJ Conlon just because they don't know who he is. But why don't you speak to why he's so terrible at baseball? Yeah, his minor league numbers are very, very bad. Uh, I actually closed the tab here. So just one second, I'll pull up his numbers. Um, but this is his first career start, and in AAA this year, he has a 6.75 ERA in five starts, um, 7.9 Ks per nine, 2.6 walks per nine. So he's been a little lucky to have an ERA that high. But 382, unlucky, unlucky. a little bit on, yeah, uh, 382 FIP and 494 XFIP in AAA does not bode well for major league success. Um, even if he had those numbers, I think that I mean that's still basically just an average to below average major league pitcher. And he's doing that against triple a hitters. 
Um, at double A last year, he really wasn't too much better. He was just kind of okay at double A last year. And there's there's very little minor league track record here. This isn't like an upside prospect. He's 24 years old, and he's kind of just progressed through the, through the minors because the Mets don't have a lot of pitching prospects anymore. They've traded a bunch of them away, or a bunch of them have been in the majors, and some of them are good. Some of them are either injured or just terrible now. Um, so I don't think Conlon is very good. And he does seem like he'll probably be homer prone because he only has a 31.6% ground ball rate in the minors this year. So moving into the offenses, with so many shitty pitchers, there's going to be some good offensive performances. And the other thing, too, is I was kind of thinking about it because before I was before we started, I was talking about, boy, like the, the price on the Reds is ridiculous. But if your starting pitching combination is, say, like Kyle Hendricks and John Gant or John Gant and Michael Fulmer, you have basically unlimited money to spend on offense. Like if you go Fulmer and Gant, then you've, Four, you have a little over $4,700 in average salary for your hitters. So I don't really think price is going to be that much of a concern for offenses. So with that in mind, which offense do you think has the highest expected output? And we don't really have to worry a whole ton about the pricing for this slate. So the top two, I think, are the Reds against Conlin and then also the um, the Mets against Homer Bailey. Uh, the Mets are a lot cheaper than the Reds. And even with Cespedes out and even being on the road, the Mets are actually still favored in this game. Um, that line probably is a bit public biased, but Homer Bailey is really bad and he has a very fantasy friendly game for the opposition. So for fantasy points, I think the Mets and Reds are pretty close in um, expected output and the prices are cheaper on the Mets. So in theory, they should be a better pick. But yeah, if the price doesn't matter, which it doesn't, then I think just stacking both the Reds and the Mets about the same amount would make sense. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out uh, what the chances are that Cespedes misses the game tomorrow. He left today with hip soreness, and there hasn't been an update on him, so we don't really know what his availability is going to be for tomorrow. Um, It's definitely a big downgrade to the Mets if Cespedes isn't able to play. And let me see, what's the price on, like, I guess Brandon Nimmo would become a good value play that we don't need in that case. Yeah, Nimmo's 3,400. They like to bat him lead off when he plays. It's funny how the Mets do that, where it's like Brandon Nimmo, not good enough to play in their in their lineup every day. But if he does make it, then he has to bat lead off, which that's a, that's a little counterintuitive. So Nimmo is a value play that we don't need to save salary with. So if you could follow that at 3,400 if Cespedes isn't in. Uh, yeah, I definitely like the the Mets offense. Uh, Homer Bailey, very Homer prone. Uh, the first name fits his pitching profile. Let's see, uh, 4.81 ERA this year, 5.68 FIP. He doesn't really walk a lot of guys, doesn't strike out anybody, gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of home runs, uh, 15% home run to fly ball rate. So I like the Mets in that spot. Um I was going to say, how do you feel about the Rangers' offense? But I, I, I don't really think that there's too much need to go there, although I do think they'd be an interesting contrarian play for this slate. Same with the Cardinals' offense, who I actually think I would be more inclined to play just because I think we're... How would you feel about a Cardinal stack? Yeah, I think it's a good spot for the Cardinals. I don't think anyone's going to use them, and their pricing is very reasonable outside of Tommy Pham, who may not be playing anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely an interesting spot, but I think it would just make more sense to stick to the Mets and Reds. Like those are clearly the two best offenses. 
Um, to be a little more contrarian, I think the Giants, the Phillies, possibly the Rangers. I mean, the Tigers too against Matt Moore. Um, you can the kinda... Tigers. Um, there's, I think there's four offenses who I actually like for their expected output, not just like. The, the Cardinals, I think, are fine as like a contrarian choice because I think Romero is going to be pretty popular. Uh, but in terms of like the actual output, I like the Reds and the Mets, as we mentioned. The Tigers, assuming Castellanos plays. And I think the Cubs at home against Arlene Garcia makes sense also. Yeah, I think the wind is supposed to be blowing in a bit at Wrigley, but Garcia is bad enough that I don't care too much about that. They're just a little expensive, so I definitely prefer the Reds. But the Cubs are probably a decent choice. Um, I would definitely want their righties as plugs, at least. The other thing, too, is the Cubs basically have the same team this year that they had last year. And if I remember correctly, they were third in baseball and WRC Plus against lefties last year. Yeah, for some reason, Javier Baez has gone from a really strong splits hitter to a really strong reverse splits hitter. I don't know if that's real, but that's part of the reason I think they've been worse against lefties this year. Yeah, I think that's – well, the other reason that they – I actually don't even know if they've been worse against lefties in general. I think they just have been not a great offense so far this season. Yeah, they've been worse against everyone. Uh, let me see. What the, what are they against? Against lefties, WRC plus for the Cubs. They are at – they're 26 with an 86 WRC plus. And last year, I'm pretty sure they were like 110 or something like that against lefties. They were – one, uh, they were eighth in the league at 102. Uh, but still, they were an above-average offense against lefties. I, I don't think that they're going to be too popular in this spot. So I, I like the Cubs offense also. And let me bring up Garcia's numbers. Garcia has not been great. I think he – does this sound correct? Is he limiting runs but just kind of doing it by – somehow not striking anybody out and walking a lot of people. Yeah, I think he's also done it because he's had good matchups, but uh, there have been some, well, two notable difficult matchups against the Dodgers and the Yankees where he just, he had like six walks and six strikeouts in each of those and just got out of the jam every time. Yeah, this is not sustainable. I don't I don't think Garcia is very good at all. Yeah, listen to the shutout he had against the Yankees. Five innings, five walks, two strikeouts. Yeah, that's good pitching. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think we can bet on him to have a bad game here. Good for a zero ERA and a seven point two eight xFIP. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good spot for the Cubs. Uh, so just to kind of reiterate, for pitchers at the high end, I think Hendricks is the best play for his price. If there's leftover salary, I think going up to Strasburg makes sense. In the mid tier, Fulmer, possibly Romero if Tommy Pham's out, but. Still, I'd prefer Fulmer. And then going down to cheap pitchers, John Gant. And then for offenses, I like the Mets, the Reds, the Tigers, and the Cubs. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then just to add in the contrarian teams, I think the Giants, Phillies, and Cardinals could all be had for lower ownership. So maybe those are teams to consider too. But I definitely agree with the core teams. Okay, so that's going to wrap up the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at GRMBerDFS. Matt's store handles at Breaching Sense. We'll be back for Tuesday.